Spandex Planet is the best wrestling podcast around. Spandex, uh, spandex, I like Spandex Planet because it keeps me informed. All right, here we are. Another episode of Spandex Planet. Thank you for joining me today. What a week it's been. Big ol' yikes in the wrestling world. It's crazy. Uh, and we'll get into that. First, uh, I do want to kind of talk about the format of the show and kind of what it evolved to be during the pandemic and and all. So the whole idea behind this show is just sort of a living documentation of uh, my wrestling journey, um, training, what it's like, not only uh, for myself, but so if there's some folks out there that are looking to, to kind of get into it, they, they have an idea or at least at least somebody's perspective who has been there and done that. So I recorded like 16 episodes or so and just kind of, you know, I felt like that was the majority of my story and it started turning more into wrestling news and things like that. And while I don't mind doing that, it's really not at the heart of this podcast. So um, I, I've been really thinking about the format and all that. Um, obviously with the pandemic, uh, the essence of the, like the rebirth of this podcast was so that I could talk about myself coming back and wrestling and what the, the secondary training process looks like and how I'm doing things this time and stuff like that. But like I said, uh, the pandemic really prevents that from happening currently. So it turned a lot into just more wrestling news. I started doing some fantasy booking. And if you've been listening, you you know what I'm, I'm talking about. And I don't mind doing that. Um, but at the end of the day, I, I'm, it's not the, uh, the heart of this podcast. So I'm thinking about kind of reformatting things a little bit here. So this is kind of what it would look like. I'm hoping I'm back training again shortly, uh, and and that will give me the content that I need for this. Until then, uh, I'm still gonna you know do some updates in the wrestling world uh, and kind of give my thoughts. Not that you know who am I, <laughs> but you know at least I you know I've been in the world, so I feel like. My perspective, you know, even if it doesn't hold weight necessarily. I have uh, a more unique, like real-time perspective than some others would. So I'm definitely going to still talk about that. And obviously I'm a fan, so I, I, I do like to, to talk about it. But I'm going to make this more what I wanted it to be. Um, originally, my idea was, hey, once a month, uh, we'll recap the previous month in wrestling, talk about how my month has been with training, uh, that way, when I get back into shows, it can be, you know, like a, a captain's log for June or a captain's log for July sort of thing. And I certainly intended on, on doing that. And then with the pandemic and just the the madness of the world, I ended up recording weekly. Um, but I think I, I, I do want to, to stick to that monthly format. Not only do I think it'll pack more content in for you and be a more enjoyable listen, it's it's what I wanted to do, um, and and who knows? 
you know, maybe down the line I'll, I'll want to do it weekly or bi-weekly again, especially if I start getting guests on and things like that. But for now, I really do want to stick uh, to the month. So um, we had our fantasy booking series over the last few weeks um, or even a few months now. And transitioning out of that in, into the monthly format, here's kind of my idea here. We'll recap uh, wrestling on on the mainstream, as obviously I'm an avid watcher of uh, WWE and AEW, so I think it makes sense to record um, this after a pay-per-view, and then that way we can kind of go over my thoughts on the pay-per-view, like what I thought would happen, and things like that, and then... um, you know, moving forward from there, um, we can go into my week of training or my, sorry, my month of training or, you know, what I have planned and things like that. Um, and that, and that's what I'm going to do. So, uh, this is going to be the last episode until June. I think I'm going to record the next one after fighter fest because even though that's not a pay-per-view, I still think that it's a, it's an event in AEW. So it makes sense to record that. Um, now obviously, there's going to be some months where there's like a WWE show and an AEW show. And I don't think I necessarily want to wait, um, to do like a recap of both of those shows. Like so late, right? Cause like, let's say AEW runs a pay-per-view or something, the beginning of the month, the WWE is near the end of the month. And then, you know, you're getting an AEW review, you know, three months late or three weeks later. I, I don't think I want to do that on those months, um, just because they're not all the time. I'm, they'll probably be bi-weekly episodes. Um, that way, like one, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about AEW. The next one, I'll talk about WWE. So that way, you kind of get everything. Um, and and then, like I said, hopefully by next month, I'm, I'm back in you know training and I can chat about that and give some more firsthand accounts um, for things. And that kind of goes back to like the essence of what I wanted this to be. So I, I definitely want to get back to that. Um, that's just like a formatting change. Please uh, support the pod, man. I still have a backlog of, I believe this is episode 27. So, you know, there's 26 other episodes you can go and listen to. Uh, tell your friends about, spread the word on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, uh, on Instagram at Spandex Planet Pod. Uh, link will be in the description here. Same with the YouTube stream. If you prefer to um, pop this up on YouTube and, and listen that way, uh, it's under my personal YouTube, which is Josh Explains It All, all one word. That link will also be in the description. Um, and then on Facebook at Spandex Planet Pod. I'm not as active on Facebook, more so on Instagram, but if you want to go there and share the page or whatever, that would be fantastic. Um, also, if you do uh, Anchor FM slash Spandex Planet, uh, you can support me that way as well. That's kind of where I, I house all my backlogs and distribute um, and it's through Anchor. So uh, they've been amazing. So it would be uh, fantastic if, if, if you guys could support and help out. And then we can grow this and, um, you know, we can put some more um, content together where it's not just me giving a retrospective. I can like bring in guests and things like that and we can um, just have more content and more more cool stuff to chat about. So that's that's the plan moving forward, uh, space cadets. I don't know what to call you guys. I feel like that's derogatory. Um, <laughs> I want to call like the listeners this, like spandex planet something. So like, I don't know, like alien. Some I don't know, man. I'm terrible with that kind of stuff. It was so hard for me to come up with a name for this in the first place. So 
I'm not going to be able to come up with, you know, a name for, for the listeners. So sorry, if someone comes up with something, hit me up on Insta or something and let me know. Um, so we do have fighter fest coming up, like I said, so we'll chat about that a little bit and I'll kind of give my thoughts on where we are with that so far. And, uh, yeah, I guess the elephant in the room here, it has just been an unbelievable week on Twitter. So the world is in a really crazy place right now. It seems like every day we wake up and there's something else happening. And, uh, you know, I'm not necessarily one to get political, so I don't, uh, want to talk about that, but I, you know, I, when you think about the media, you just, you have to know no matter what side of the coin you're on or, or how neutral you are, the media, they're about getting the clicks and getting the viewership. So, you know, there's clickbait. It's like when you watch a YouTube video and it foreshadows something crazy happening and it's never what it seems. The media does that and they really do overblow situations on every side. It's not like a one party versus the other thing. It's, it's really just a, Hey, the media um, is trying to make a big deal out of something that may not be a big deal. Um, and what that does, whether that's intentional or unintentional, is it, it creates a lot of fear amongst the masses. A lot of people read headlines and they don't even read the story and then they take it as gospel. And dude, it's just crazy. And it's always been like that. But right now it's super amped up. We're in a pandemic, which is just crazy. I think it's like the 50th time I've said that. Uh, on this episode, but you know, that's where we are in the world. So people are, um, already like on high alert and high guard. And this is something we've never been through and we're living through history. And then we have the horrible, you know, um, thing happen with, with George Floyd. And then, you know, it sparks all these protests, which is great. But then some of these protests turn into things that are not so great. And then, you know, people on the other side of the coin are saying this and saying that, and then there's violence and, the world seems to be in a crazy place, right? And um, <laughs> wrestling has been certainly uh, the the epicenter of some craziness as well. You know, WWE being deemed essential in Florida uh, and being able to run shows, uh, and then AEW as well following suit. Um, I think that there's some criticism there. The same goes for you know UFC Dana White able to to run some shows. Um, frankly setting the pace they seem to be doing it pretty safely in all the shows that they've run and it's been more than a handful since um you know may there's only been one or like one confirmed case with a fighter uh and then you know a couple of the corner men and that's pretty outstanding so obviously what they're doing works they're doing they got testing down they're figuring it out no matter how you feel about it i, I mean i'm frankly thankful as a as a fan of uh mma that they're they're putting on cards and great cards. It's weird without the the fans, but I honestly think MMA without the the crowd is actually less weird than wrestling. So, you know, I'll take that. Um, so I think I, I'm cool with that. Um, WWE has been you know working in some some folks here and there, and it is just uh it's not it's not great um someone tested positive and they were trying to bring in friends and family and it's just a little bit of a cluster and frankly the shows have been very lackluster anyway so it's just not my favorite thing to watch right now uh AEW on the other hand I don't want to be an AEW shill or I do I don't care whatever man I think they have a great product I like what they're doing and uh you know I, I think it's super cool um 
they they've been doing well with their their uh, their staff and and other like unsigned wrestlers and the crowd. I, hey man, I, I'm I'm all about it. Um, we have Fighter Fest coming up, like I said, um, July first and July eighth on TNT. It's going to be free, uh, taking place at Dynamite. Uh, big show. So, like I said, we'll we'll kind of chat about that as well. Uh, there were some indie shows that came back, actually. So the first show that came back uh, was GCW, which is Game Changer Wrestling. They had a really cool show. Um, that's pretty big if you can find that. I still haven't seen it yet, but I've heard great things and seen some clips. And it seems like they had a lot of precautions and distanced people and uh, seemed to put on a pretty awesome show. I think it really lends itself to indie wrestling, the circumstance, because a lot of shows don't have that many people anyway. Um, and gcw ran like outside so they were to really like separate people and stuff like that which i think was awesome um and then uh there's been some drive-in wrestling and stuff like that too so you know the world who knows what's gonna happen we're we're kind of seemingly coming back to normal but then there's you know things that say hey we're going too quickly and now we're gonna have to revert back or i don't know what's gonna happen your guess is as good as mine um but at the end of the day, I think we're figuring out how to make things work. Um, and on that note of just things, this was kind of my segue with the world being crazy. Um, Twitter is a super crazy place, man. And I, I try not to give like opinions on that kind of shit because frankly, who cares what I have to say? But <laughs> uh, I've always been really kind of weird with Twitter. I don't I don't really use it very much. Um, I would get on sometimes. I, I used it a lot when I was wrestling to like promote stuff like 2011, 2012. And then I kind of just fell out man it can be a really really toxic place um everything these days is seems to be very like politically charged so you have the left you have the right and there's some people that fall in the middle but more often than not uh that seems to be what it is and if not you have the woke versus the anti-woke right so the woke people um live in what i would call outrage culture where, yes, bad things happen, people do shitty things, and they should pay the price for that, whatever that price may be. Um, but <laughs> there's also things that happen that get taken out of context or you know, aren't really as big of a deal as people want them to be. But then there's this mob mentality and this, again, outrage culture, which turns into like cancel culture. And then people lose their careers, they lose their credibility, and everything gets flushed down the toilet. And Twitter is like the breeding ground for that. Um, there's been some stuff recently coming out that is not good <laughs> in the world of wrestling specifically. It seems to really be right now with like comedy and with, and with wrestling. Um, the first thing that I saw, and there's always been like hints of it, but right now is one of those times where it's like surging and a lot of people are getting canceled, air quote. Um, some justifiably, others, who knows? Um, but it really started with uh, the comedian Chris D'Elia, um, which really, really bums me out. And, and that's not wrestling related, so I won't spend like a ton of time on it. But he, uh, man, I listen to his podcast every single week. I'm a huge fan. Uh, and say what you will about the guy, it doesn't matter. I mean, if you separate the art from the person, um, regardless of what happens, like it doesn't make his podcast any less entertaining to me. And hey, that is what it is. That's my opinion. But man, some stuff came out and it really bummed me out and it was really surprising. Uh, just a lot of like allegations and, and that's, let's be clear, that's all that they are so far. There's some, some stuff that makes it seem uh, 
not good. <laughs> um, and it's a bummer and it's not going to be good for him. Um, but then there's other stuff. It's like, come on, man. Like you just want the attention that people are, are giving to this. And regardless of what happens with that, it's a bummer and it's, it sucks. But from that, I don't know if it was related or not, but it was like a few days later, we started getting these things flowing out on Twitter about certain, uh, wrestlers. And then that made, uh, the masses feel comfortable. And, uh, it was an explosion of cancellations. Uh, we had essentially the entire UK indie scene seemingly, or at least the big guys, most of the guys signed to NXT UK, uh, with allegations and some of the multiple allegations of abuse, um, sexually, uh, you know, whether that's physical, emotional, whatever, being a creep. Um, and then some other like really big names too. Uh, Matt Riddle uh, had some some allegations, which he denied and had his lawyer kind of involved in. So that remains to be seen what happens there. Um, and then the biggest one, really, we got uh, Joey Ryan, uh, which, uh, yeah, look, Twitter is Twitter. And like I said, anybody can, can say anything on there, right? You can say this story happened. Um, it, you can have a screenshot that's taken out of context or... You can have a screenshot that, uh, like, really, it, honestly, could be edited, right? Like, we don't really know. However, with him, it, there all all evidence points towards the guilty, uh, the guilty side of things, which is unfortunate. And I mean, he's getting torn apart. PWT stores down. Impact cut ties. Like, he's a lot coming out. I mean, multiple, like dozens of of sexual abuse and and um, allegations and, and stories coming out about him, which seem to be true. I mean, he hasn't denied them. He apologized, but didn't deny. And I mean, you got to imagine with an already outraged, uh, culture that we live in right now, when something like this comes out and it's like, kind of seems to be, Hey, you know, it, that is what it is, man. That is a bummer. Like he, he's, he's done, you know, it's, it's over. Um, and a lot of these guys, in my opinion, are, are being canceled, you know, with air quotes again, um, without really a due process. And I, you know, it's one of those things that if you question it, you just are told like, Hey, like you're, you're an enabler, you're a piece of shit. Fuck you. Like you should be canceled too. And it's like, Hey, like we got to be realistic here. Anybody can say anything. It doesn't mean you're denying this, these allegations, but it's like, and yes, we should take them into consideration, but we gotta be logical here and rational. Like, this doesn't mean that this happened. And honestly, like even with the Dalia stuff, like some of the stories are like, come on, you're an of age person um, asking him or he's asking you to sleep with him. You don't. And then he's like shitty to you. And then, I mean, is that, does that make him an asshole? Sure. But that's not like, hey, let's ruin his career. Now, there's other stuff that could come out. Nothing's proven as of this recording. So I'm not defending anything. Um but some of these stories end up being like that. Some of them are, seem to be worse. Um, you know, we have a lot of stuff from Jordan Devlin, who's denied. Um, El Aguero, who's, who's denied. Joe Coffey. Uh, Marty Skrull seemed to have something, but maybe not. And that's the problem. People make these lists and like, oh, this person's guilty of something, this person. And then it's like, you don't, you can't even find anything. They were throwing Will Ospreay under the bus and saying that he just was okay with his friend getting assaulted or him and his, him and be like spoke out against it and got her in trouble for speaking out. Like 
dude, it's all a lot of like hearsay and bullshit. Um, like I said, not all of it. Some of it definitely seems very real and there's very reputable people confirming these stories and man, that is such a bummer. Uh, and and it, it really does take a lot for somebody to, to stand up against that kind of thing. Um, and it's, it's horrible. And, and when it's real, it's, the strength of like the person to be able to like put that out there and call someone out, especially, you know, in the Joey Ryan stuff, just because he's a big name, like you could be afraid to like blackball yourself. And, um, that does take a lot of strength and like, I commend those people and it's horrible. Um, that kind of thing, you know, that, that, that happens. And of course you don't want it to happen, but on my, on my side of the story or in my brain, I guess I, you have to think about, certain instances where maybe it's too far, right? So like the Joey Ryan stuff, there I mean, there's some pretty damning evidence there. There's a lot for other folks. Obviously there was with uh, Jack Gallagher. Just as soon as that came out, WWE released him, no questions asked, no wish him well, just he's done, which speaks volumes to me. With the Riddle stuff, some of it seems real, some of it seems, you know, apparently he's been stalked from this person and, you know, it who knows? You know what I mean? We got to wait and see what happens. And, you know, it's happening in the comedy scene with Dalia too. Like I said, they're trying to, people are pulling up videos from 10 years ago of someone making a joke and then they're like, cancel this person, cancel Joe Rogan. Like it's, it's too much. Um, and that brings me to the newest thing, <laughs> uh, which is unfortunately with Sammy Guevara. Um, so Sammy's name kind of got added to this list. And in, in my opinion, um, not justly, I guess. I, I think I, I I've you know I've been a Sam of uh, Sam. I've been a fan of Sammy as as of late. I think his stuff with Inner Circle has been great. I'm happy for him in AEW. Obviously, has or had a big future ahead of him. But what ended up happening? Um, there was like an exchange between Sasha Banks and Bailey um, talking about you know beating. I I don't want to be misquoted here because I just this stuff mushes my fucking brain so much. So I could have, you know, skipped over some parts, but you know, it, it was really very like, uh, um, you know, Bailey and and Sasha are basically saying we're a better tag team than Jericho and Sammy. Sammy says something back that was construed negatively, and then somebody pulled. Um, a radio interview from Sammy from 2016 where he's talking about um, his WWE tryout and seeing Sasha Banks. He makes a joke in very um, poor poor taste, for sure. Um, and that joke, I, I guess, I don't know if there's any children listening, but I guess disclaimer, I'm going to abuse a, a pretty bad word, but I'm quoting what it was. Basically, he says, you know, he saw Sasha and he said, man, I wanted to go over there and rape that woman, right? Um that's a pretty shocking thing to say, sure. Um, and it's definitely not cool. And, and originally when I read that and then everyone's like, fuck him, he should be fired, he should lose his job, this is crazy. I'm like, well, why weren't people saying this in 2016 when it was said? And I guess I get now, you know, he's a bigger star now and I guess apparently someone was just sitting on this and waiting for the right moment to like let it out. Um, but this is the problem, okay? Is that a horrible thing to say? For sure. Was it a joke? Absolutely. Um, should people be canceled for, for a joke? No. Um, a joke is a joke. I really live by that, whether it was in poor taste or not. Um, now, I also see the other side where it's like, hey, he's a role model for some kids, whatever. And, and you know, you gotta, can't talk like that when you work for a major company. For sure. 
to be fair, at that time, he did not work for a major company. It was four years ago. Nothing else has come out <laughs> saying he's done anything of the sort. And these are words and they're not physical actions like these other people. So already putting him in the same vein as Joey Ryan and um, these these UK guys that have been you know called out is, is bullshit to me. Um, but essentially what he does, he issues a public apology. He's like, yeah, I did it. It was stupid of me. Um, I won't forgive myself. Like I shouldn't have done that. And of course, that's not good enough for outrage culture, um, which to me, I was happy with that. I'm like, cool, makes sense. You hit it head on. You didn't have an excuse, whatever. Um, and it, it was very, uh, you know, it was good. And then um, he says, hey, I talked to Sasha too. And, you know, I apologized and whatever. And then Sasha came out and was like, yep, I talked to Sammy. Um, she's like, I made him see like how horrible that is and that there's no place for that. And, you know, we need to respect each other. And, and it was a really nice worded thing. What more can you ask for? Something comes out from four years ago. He made an inappropriate comment about someone. He reached out directly to that person, um, apologized. That person said, yes, he did do that. I educated him. He says, I'm sorry, I'll never happen again. Blah, done. To me, case closed, nail coffin, boom. And this is where the problem is because now that's not good enough. And people are like calling for his job and saying he should be canceled and putting him in the same vein as these people like you know, Joey Ryan and the one that kicked this whole thing off, David Starr, who, who, you know, essentially admitted to raping someone, even though they were his girlfriend, you know, and how that shouldn't be a big deal or whatever, right? He's a piece of shit. And putting Sammy on that list for a comment he made four years ago, even though he said something bad, I, I just, it's too much. Um, and AEW decided to uh, suspend him indefinitely uh, without pay and, and make him do some sort of like sensitivity training or some shit like that. And I'm just like, look, I'm all for like, hey, like if someone's a piece of shit out them, th they should lose everything. You know, if, they, if they're physically harming somebody and they're a predator, like get them the fuck out of here. But bro, like this guy four years ago, made a joke, which he obviously thought was a joke. It doesn't matter if you think it's funny or not. And then publicly apologized for it. And these crazy cancel culture people are just still at, they want his head, man. People are threatening him with violence on there. And I'm like, fuck these people, man. Get them out of here. That is crazy. So I don't normally talk about my opinions on, on world things like this, but this is a major uh, moment in wrestling. And, and the Sammy thing was just too much for me, you know? I, like I said, some of it, the evidence seems damning and I can get on board, but this is like, come on, man. So now we're just going to, anytime anybody has said anything offensive, we just, we got, that's it. They're not allowed to have a career, a job, take everything away from them. Like, come on, man. Fuck you. Like that, that's crazy, dude. Um, yeah, I, it's mine. It's, it's, it's a scary time, man, to be, to be a comedian, especially I, you know, especially the comedians that I listen to with the sort of comments that they make about things like, Oh my God. Like I just, it's not safe. And it's all on Twitter. Twitter is just like a cesspool for this stuff. Um, it does some good getting some people to feel comfortable and supporting people and telling their stories, which is amazing. But then it also on the other side of the coin, man, it's bad news. Um, yeah. So I guess that's my, my opinion on that stuff. Uh, I hope, you know, for Sammy's sake, I think he did what he needed to do in that situation. So hopefully he's back on TV. I know he'll always have this particular base of people that call for his head. But hey, man, I, you know, 
does nobody everybody talks about stone cold steve austin being the greatest of all time and he beat the living shit out of his wife i think more than once like while he was in the wwf like on top and it's just, everyone's like ah well you know that's fine and obviously he's a different person now and and things are different but i mean come on some kid four years ago says you know, an inappropriate joke and we want him to lose everything. That's just, that's outrageous to me. So man, I don't know. I don't want to stick on that anymore, but I figured I, I had to talk about it. It's, it's a big deal. Um, and hopefully there's not more to come because I just can't anymore with this shit. <laughs> like, you know, I feel more qualified to talk about this in wrestling just because I don't know, like the stand up comedy world. So a lot of these like allegations and stuff, I can't really form an opinion on. Some of it seems outrageous to me. Uh, you know, other things seem like, oh, that could be real. But with wrestling, like I've been in wrestling locker rooms, I've been around it, and I can say that unfortunately, for as many amazing people um, that are in wrestling, there is an equal amount of just horrible people. And I was only in a bite-sized piece of that world, like really just in the South. And the amount of um, blatant racism, uh, drug use, sexual assault, frankly, um, that I witnessed, not on me personally, but that I witnessed, it was bad. Um, The bullying, you know, it's a real thing. Um, I never saw a female get sexually assaulted, which is great, um, because I'm not sure how that would have turned out. But I I have seen some, you know, some promoters do some pretty like gross stuff to some of the younger talent who, who was willing at the time, but really it was to get a spot, you know, and it, which is sick and and fucked up. And it just kind of like, is just is what it is. It's this weird, like boys club where it's like, Hey, that's whatever, you know? Um, and then just the people using all kinds of drugs and stuff, which isn't everywhere, obviously. And I don't want to you know, make a blanket statement because it's not everybody, but it it does happen, you know, and just the bullying. Like when we first started working shows, we worked shows with the, uh, the big fish and the small pond guys, right? They were working every weekend, drawing all a hundred people. Um, they thought they were hot shit and they, uh, they, they made us feel bad about ourselves. Me and Mike, when we were in those locker rooms as, you know, 19 and 20 year old kids. Um, so I, I know the type of personalities that can unfortunately be involved. And so that's why, when this stuff comes out, even though it is like shocking at first, I'm like, man, I've been a part of some of those locker rooms. I know how toxic it can be. And it's just a bummer. So hopefully this clears the way for the good guys to really stand up and shine and recognize what's right and what's wrong. And and we, we make wrestling a better place. Um, Cause here's what I'll say. Like when wrestling's great, it's the best thing ever. You know, when you get in a locker room with awesome people, which I've been a part of as well. Um, Nashville pro wrestling was, was one of the, um, the, in fact, it was, it was, I would, I guess one of, um, I've been in multiple locker rooms that were great. Don't get me wrong, but that was like a great locker room. We had a lot of really awesome guys from the Midwest, a lot of Southern guys. And, and it was, it was great. Um, and there was no fuckery, just like dudes hanging out, talking about like wrestling and working like really fun matches. And, that's what it should be. And that's one of those things that like worries me. Right. Cause I'm in a new area now, you know, and you go in and you trust these people. And so far I've had a great experience, but who knows what some of these locker rooms are like, you know, um, I think where I am, uh, a lot of it is, has, is much more progressive now. So I'm not, I guess not as worried. And I, I'm an, I'm an adult now, you know, I'm not a 19 year old kid. So I feel like 
I would know how to handle some of those situations better. Uh, I, I've, I've definitely grown a lot. Um, but that is something that, that just unfortunately happens. It's like, it's a traveling circus, you know? So it does attract some interesting folks. Um, yeah, man. So I, I guess in closing here, like let's condemn the condemnable, the, the proven abusers, fuck you like that's yes 100 percent. get them out of here the allegations absolutely take them seriously but like let's figure it out um before we make like jump to a conclusion and the people who are making jokes and calling for people to be canceled for making a joke four years ago like get get fucked man like go get, do something else like come on like i don't know sure be like hey that was fucked up let them apologize and be over it there's my opinion. <laughs> uh, yeah, so crazy, crazy stuff going on with wrestling. Um, yeah, man, let's let's just hope, let's just hope that's the end of it and everybody comes out um, good on the other side. On that note, uh, let's talk about who is sponsoring this pod today. Uh, you've heard it here before. Uh, today's pod is brought to you by Gary Swan on YouTube. That is G A R Y. S-W-A-N-N on YouTube. Gary Swan is a multimedia mogul centered on his business of quantity over quality videos. Uh, He would like to saturate the market on YouTube, bringing in young actors and investing in their product. If you'd like to get involved or support them, they are Gary Swan on YouTube or on Instagram, Gary underscore Swan underscore YouTube. Alrighty, so let's get into Fighter Fest. So, uh, Fighter Fest will be July first and July eighth. It's a two-week event here. So far, we have five matches. We have Chris Jericho taking on Orange Cassidy. We have Hikaru Shida versus Penelope Ford with Kip Sabian uh, in a singles match for the AEW World Women's Championship. Uh, interested to see what happens with Kip now that Jimmy Havoc is kind of, I guess, on hiatus or, or whatever, following allegations and things like that. Uh, that should be interesting. We have uh, Cody with Arn Anderson versus Jake Hager in a singles match for the AEW TNT Championship. We have Kenny Omega and Adam Page versus the Best Friends for the AEW World Tag Team Championship. And then we have John Moxley putting the AEW World Championship on the line versus Brian Cage with Taz. So five matches so far. Um, If I was going to bet, I would say there will probably be like eight or nine matches. Um, So, you know, that'll be in the coming weeks here. And the pot will probably be put out right after, so probably like July 9th or 10th uh, for the July episode uh, to go over Fighter Fest. But then we also have... Like 10 days later, we have uh, Extreme Rules. So uh, there will be a pod put out there um, about Extreme Rules, reviewing that as well. Um, so far for this this card here, these are at least the five top build matches. Top to bottom, I think Moxley retains over Cage, but they probably have a great match. I think, um, I don't know what's going to happen. I, I think Omega and, and Page probably retain over best friends but maybe we start to see some dissension amongst the ranks between the elite um i think cody retains over jake hager 
Uh, I think Sheeta retains over Penelope Ford, and I think Jericho probably gets it done over Cassidy, but Cassidy probably puts on a, a great, you know, a great show and um, almost wins, and then Inner Circle helps him kind of squeak that out. So if I was going to bet on anything, that's where I bet for Fighter Fest um, so far. As far as Extreme Rules goes, like on the WWE side of things, there, there's nothing. Um, no matches announced yet, uh, but there's a little ways to go, and, and a lot of times they wait the last couple weeks. Uh, but then following that, we do have uh, NXT TakeOver Boston, which probably isn't going to happen, uh, scheduled to be on August 22nd, and then SummerSlam uh, the following day, August 23rd, which was also supposed to be in Boston, and, and I... I really doubt that's going to happen. We're probably going to have to see another one of the big four pay-per-views uh, without a crowd or at least without a big one. And I'm not excited about that at the PC. <laughs> but hey, we'll see. Maybe something will change or maybe they'll... If it's going to happen anywhere with like at least a 50% you know, full crowd, which they could totally do in an arena um, and just you know spread people apart or whatever... Uh, it's going to be in Florida. So we'll, we'll see what happens there. I guess it could happen in like Georgia or somewhere like that also. Uh, but yeah, so those will be the, the two July shows. So we'll have the July show, which will be the fighter fest recap. And then, um, you know, talking about some other stuff. And then, uh, we will also have the, uh, July part two, like July bonus, uh, which will go over, uh, extreme rules and just kind of thoughts overall on that could be a shorter episode. I don't know. We'll see where the wind takes us. This is my show. Okay. So I can do what I want. Um, I was thinking about something today, uh, in the vein of like kind of reformatting and, and, you know, bringing this kind of back to, to what I wanted it to be. And I was thinking about when I got in and, and was training and was out like working shows and stuff, like just so everyone knows you, you, you don't make a lot of money on the indies if at all. Um, especially when you first start out, so you absolutely have to have, a shoot job, as they say in the biz, uh, which is just a, you know, a real world, real life job. And it kind of sucks sometimes, um, but you have to figure out a way to manage it. And, and, you know, for me, I was working like in gyms, so it was really easy to be able to get like Friday, Saturday, Sunday off to like travel and wrestle a couple of shows or whatever. Um, and I'm thinking about that now and like things are so different. Um, like training won't be a problem, but I mean, you got to think about it. It's, it's a tough road, man. I mean, the most money I ever made wrestling on the Indies was like a hundred bucks. Um, and yeah, a hundred bucks in one night is great, but you gotta, you know, remember you're working once a week, twice a week. Sometimes if you're like a weekend warrior, right. Uh, or that's when shows run. So, you know, let's say you make 200 bucks, like that's not going to pay the bills for the month. Right. Or for the, even for the week, I mean, 200 bucks a week, you know, two, four, six, eight, eight hundred bucks a month. Like that's not livable. So you absolutely have to have another job and, um, it can be really, really tough. So like my advice is to really figure you're just, you're going to be tired, but figure something out, like set yourself up nicely. Um, like going in, um, there's probably certain jobs you want to stay away from, especially jobs where you work nights and, and that may limit your, your, you know, ability, but Man, one thing, like if you live somewhere, if you're younger or whatever, and you live somewhere like with your parents and you can afford to have like a part-time job or whatever, uh, that's probably the best case scenario for wrestling because like I said, it, it does not lend itself 
to a job where you have to work a lot of hours or put a lot of time in because a, you want to be training more than just wrestling, right? Like you want to be able to get to shows early and train, or if you have the school that you train at, like be able to go and like train a couple times a week or once a week or whatever. And, um, it can be hard to find the time to do that. Right. So, um, like jobs, like I said, like working at a gym was perfect, right? Like Sometimes I'd have to work weekend shifts, but I really busted my ass through the week, so that was never a problem. Before that, I worked like fast food too, right? Um, And that's also a kind of a more flexible job. It's like, hey, I got something to do like Friday night, whatever. Um, Those type of jobs, unfortunately, like minimum wage jobs tend to be kind of like easier to to work with. I'll update you guys on how it goes for me if I do decide to start working shows again, right? Because I certainly do not have a fast food job now and the type of work that I do does require a lot of hours and time and uh, that can be um, that can be a struggle. And just like you train, it, you lose money more often than not because you're paying for your own gas. You know, there was like a one time where we traveled from Nashville to Memphis and we got our gas like paid for in quotes, right? But I mean, you know, they give you like an extra 20 bucks. Sometimes that covers some gas. It depends on what you're driving. Um, not to mention the amount of money that you spend on gear, um, food while you're driving, uh, you know, and then maybe you get paid, honestly, like the really small, like sh- one shot shows that you can get into really easily that just like look for guys, which sometimes let's just be real. Like you just have to work those shows sometimes, you know, it's, it's not, it's not like to be looked down upon. It's just like, you got to work. And, and and a lot of times you can get booked easily, especially if you're like new and and trying to come up. I mean, you make 10 bucks, like legitimately you make $10. Um, when you're first starting out, like when I was first starting out, it was $0, which I think makes sense for the first couple. But then you got to know, like you're not performing for free. Like you're putting your body on the line, whether you're drawing or not. So you got to get something, you know? Um, a lot of the places we work, like we'd get like a t-shirt or something for free. Uh, and then, yeah, like 20 bucks maybe. And we were traveling four plus hours, um, both, you know, both ways it was four hours, you know, so it was an eight hour travel day. Um, we'd go out, we paid for our own gear, our own food. Uh, and then we would, you know, put our bodies on the line for 20 minutes and, uh, you know, we'd get like 20 bucks out of it, which, you know, you pay for gas and then that's that. So you got to know that's how it is for a lot of people for a very long time. Um, I haven't experienced obviously like paydays or anything like that out here. So I, I don't necessarily know, um, you know, what, what that's going to look like. But, um, I think you, you just have to keep that in mind. Um, I, like I said, I think that'll be a really, a, a cool thing to talk about once, if I do decide to start working shows again and kind of chatting about, uh, you know, what that looks like balancing work with, with working shows and things like that. And, you know, obviously once you make your way up the Indies, like a little bit, like you can absolutely, um, you know, make, make decent money and people make a full living on the Indies. So it's possible, but it's not, you know, you're, you're one of a million, um, as far as like people who, who want to make it in the biz, right? Like you're, you're kind of, the odds are not in your favor and the chances of you, it's, it's a crapshoot, man. The chances of you making it anywhere, um, whether it's even just like a bigger indie are very low because guys are a dime a dozen. So 
you got to stand out. You got to work really hard um, and just know it's going to be a grind for years and years and years. And just know you're going to have to invest in yourself. You're going to have to figure out a way to make the money to, like I said, invest in yourself. Make sure you're eating okay and you have a gym, you know, regimen and you you pay for nice gear and you look good because um, that is half the battle. If you show up to a show and people don't really know you or maybe a couple guys know you and you look the part, um, that's going to take you further than wearing like shitty eBay or whatever gear with those like weird like kickboxing kick pads. You know what I'm saying? Like the foam ones that a lot of guys wear. Like spend some money, get some stuff custom made. I, that was a real game changer for myself and Mike when we started, you know, wrestling. I, I had a singlet from like Academy Sports, um, <laughs> which was fine. Um, but you know, it was like a, an amateur wrestling singlet. It didn't look like a pro wrestling singlet. You know, I paid like 20 bucks for it. And we had like nice, like high spots kick pads, but they were kind of beat up cause we used them backyard wrestling. And you know, we kind of looked like shit a little bit. Um, we would buy like gear off of eBay and stuff. So it wasn't the best. Um, and then once we actually paid a physical gear maker to make like real gear, we bought like new kick pads, which was from high spots at the time. And really like, invested in how we looked i mean more doors started opening and i absolutely think there's a correlation and i was not making a lot of money but i was in a situation where rent wasn't crazy and uh i worked enough that i had some money to pay for things i could still pay my bills buy some gear and so keep that in mind you know you gotta live on a budget unless you're just independently wealthy then fucking more power to you man that's like that's the ideal situation if you want to be a wrestler is like be independently wealthy so your family can pay for your shit and you can just kind of go and travel and do your thing Um, because if not it's really really hard in the real world so just setting kind of a realistic expectation um if you're if you're you know, an aspiring pro, uh, training is super hard you gotta pay for that it's expensive at times um you grind, and then once you're out, it's not like someone's like, okay, well, now I'm going to get a hold of so-and-so, and, you know, you're going to get booked at Ring of Honor, or you're going to be an extra next time WWE's in town. Like, you you grind, and you work awful shows. Maybe you get a break and get on a bigger indie, whatever, but you're grinding, and you're not making money. You're not drawing the house. Like, you're not, you're not putting butts in seats necessarily, besides your friends. So, uh, it... It's just something to keep in mind. Um, it's You're going to have to budget and just know you're going to spend more than you're going to make for a very long time. In the you know three years I was, I was out there on the scene, not that I'm a vet or anything, but this is just my experience and my thought process. But, I mean, I didn't make shit. Like, it wasn't about the money, really. I was just, I loved to do it, and it was fun, and it's a childhood dream sort of thing. But if you want this to be your career, it's not going to happen at first. Like you're going to have to grind and work nights and weekends and, and, you know, try to, try to kind of figure it out. So that's just some advice, uh, for up and coming folks. So, uh, we talked about a lot. It was a, a little bit of a rant, uh, for sure today. Uh, but there's a lot of craziness going on. Hope everyone's staying safe. Uh, the July episode will be right after Fighter Fest, so be on the lookout for that. Follow on Instagram at SpandexPlanetPod. Uh, follow me on YouTube if you want to watch the stream there. Josh explains it all. All these links will be in the description of wherever you're listening to this. Go to Anchor.fm and 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 you know say what's up to the pod there. Support me there, and uh, you know we'll be back for the July episode uh, and then the August episode and then the September and hopefully. 
you know, in the process of some of those, there's some training going on and we can talk about that. Uh, if you have topics you'd like me to talk about, um, shoot them to me on Instagram, let me know. And I'd be more than happy to, if you have questions, things like that until then stay watching wrestling, enjoy, stay off Twitter, stay out of the news, watch what you like, watch some wrestling. Uh, and we'll be back to talk about it next month. Thanks for listening folks. We'll see you next time. Bye.